Tony Guarino, destined to be the greatest of all America's notorious gang leaders, was 18 when he committed his first serious crime. And the cause, as is so often the case, was a woman. But what a woman! Standing there in the dark alley that gave access to the street from the sheet-iron stage door of the cheap burlesque house, Tony could visualize her easily. A tall, stately blonde with golden hair, and a pink and white complexion and long, graceful white legs. From the audience, he had watched those legs many times while she danced her way through the performance, and they never failed to give him a tingly thrill that left him rather breathless. The stage door opened suddenly, letting a square of yellow light out on the throng of dark, overdressed men and older boys waiting, like so many wolves for their night's prey. Then the door slammed shut with a dull clang, plunging the alley into darkness again, and a girl swished rapidly through the crowd, seemingly oblivious of the hands that reached out to detain her and the raucous voices that brazenly offered invitations. It was she. Nobody but Vivian Lovejoy used that particular heavy sensuous perfume. Tony plunged after her toward the lights and noise that indicated the street. She paused at the sidewalk, a lithe, slender figure, overdressed in a vivid green ensemble suit with a skirt that was both too short and too tight and glittering with much imitation jewelry. People with a proper perspective would have recognized her for the false and dangerous beacon of allure that she was, but to Tony she was marvelous, something to worship and possess. He moved up beside her and took off his cap. That was one of the things he had learned from the movies, the only social tutor he had ever had. "'Good evening, Miss Lovejoy!' She turned on him, the face he thought was so lovely. He couldn't see that its complexion was as false as her jewelry. Couldn't see the ravages of dissipation that lay beneath the paint and powder. Didn't notice the hard, cruel lines about the garish mouth, nor the ruthless greed in the painted, rather large nose. As she surveyed him, contempt came into her hardened, bold face, and her greenish eyes took on a strange glitter. You, she said, again? No, yet, Tony laughed at what he thought was a brilliant witticism. And I'm going to keep on being here every night till you give me a date. The girl laughed, a short, sharp, mirthless sound that was more like a grunt. Can you imagine the nerve of the punk? she demanded, as though addressing an audience, but her cold green eyes bored straight into Tony's defiant black ones. Just a mere child without even a car and trying to date me up. Say, kid, do you know who my boyfriend is? No, and I don't care, retorted Tony with a passion-inspired recklessness of the Latin. But I'm going to be. Well, it's Al Spingler. Something inside Tony suddenly went cold. Al Spingola was one of the city's most important gang leaders. A ruthless man with a big income, a lot of hoodlums who were loyal to him because they feared him and he paid them well, and a quick trigger finger himself. A dangerous man. Oh, I bet he ain't so hot, answered Tony stubbornly. Well, maybe not, conceded Vivian, 
But at least he can give a girl something more substantial than kisses. Whenever you get a flock of doe kid in a big car, why, come around and then maybe I'll talk to you. She laughed again and stepped out to the curb as a big shiny limousine drew up with a rush and stopped. Tony started after her. Then he paused as he recognized the man at the wheel of that car. It was Al Spingala, a heavy-set, swarthy man with hard, reckless, dark eyes and a cruel mouth with thick, brutal lips, handsomely dressed in gray and with an enormous diamond glittering in his tie. As everyone knew, the most important part of his dress lay snugly against his hip, a snub-nosed blue steel revolver seldom seen, but when it was, sure to be heard and felt by somebody.